Hello my dear church boys and welcome to another episode of St. Robert's Day Game Pickup Podcast. I'm recording this in a park in the beautiful city of Budapest in Hungary. I came here to coach a student that you probably know from our group chat if you are a member there, Mario, our Italian plumber who's been uh, doing day game for a while. He's been He was stuck in Prague for several months after we did infield coaching there and I decided to do a podcast with him because I love how his story shows how you learn day game gradually step by step and you go from not knowing anything about day game to getting laid in a very very technical way. Sometimes when guys come on a coaching uh, some guys are really technical in their mind, they've watched a lot of material, and their, their thinking is very structured and they kind of understand everything already. All they need to do is implement it in field. And sometimes the students, when they come on coaching, they get laid really, really fast. But uh, some of them go back to where they're originally from and they stop day gaming because there is no one to push them, there is no one to tell them, come on, go do your 10 sets, go do your 25 sets a week. But uh, Mario's story is different. Mario is a guy who had tried day game before. He started practicing before we met. I gave him tasks. We had a Skype call. We met in Prague. I coached him there. He kept working very hard on small technical things to get better and better and get better. And he got better and better results, but still no lays. And I could see him being at a level where he just has to improve a little bit more and he will understand and know the game and will be able to get laid. And now when we met here, he got almost got a same day lay on the second day here and then got a same day delay on the third day when we were here. And I could see all the small things he fixed and when I told him to fix them, he really improved them. So I think this interview is uh, an amazing look at a guy who learned day game step by step instead of just coming, getting coaching, getting successful fast, but then going home and maybe not doing that many sets anymore. Before we start this uh, interview, a few announcements. Well, first of all, you know that I do this podcast once a week or once in two weeks, depending on how busy I am with uh, infield coaching and with Skype coaching. So if there is anything more I want to share with my audience, and usually there is, I do that either by sending it out to my mailing list or I post it in our Day Game Church Telegram group chat where we have around 170 guys from all over the world. So if you want to be sure you don't miss important announcements like cities I'm going to or new ideas, new videos I'm putting out, then be sure you're signed up for the mailing list and you are in our Day Game Church Telegram group chat. You can join both the mailing list and the group chat by going to my website, strobert.blog, that is strobert.blog, and filling any of the forms on the website. You will immediately be added to the mailing list, and on the welcome email, you will receive a link to join the group chat. And an important thing about coaching, as I said, I sometimes see guys come to the coaching and they haven't done any sets before and then they come to the coaching they maybe get some success maybe get some lays or or some numbers and dates and then they go back and it's really hard for them to do sets on their own and that's why a while ago I created a program called 25 sets which is an eight week long online program 
which takes guys from maybe having never done any day game sets to doing 25 sets in a week in eight weeks. And I decided to give this program for free to anyone who signs up for infield coaching three or five days, whichever you prefer. And the idea is very simple. I want to give you an opportunity to prepare for the coaching, to do some sets on your own, to learn, overcome approach anxiety, to build this habit of going out so that when you arrive for infield coaching, you are much more ready and so that I am sure that when you will go back home, you will keep day gaming, you will keep going out, you will keep learning and you will keep getting results. If after listening to this podcast, you decide that you wanna give Budapest or day game coaching a try, then I've decided also to change the way I start working with infield coaching students. Sometimes you have to really understand whether infield coaching is the right thing to do and a good way to do that as I've explained earlier is to just simply get a Skype coaching session where we either talk about your story and what you want to learn in game or what you should start with or if you are already going out then we would work with some of your in recorded infield sets go over them and you could see whether you like my approach to the game and whether infield coaching is the right thing to do and I decided to offer a really simple thing. If you think you might be interested in day game coaching, but you're not sure it's the right thing to do, what you can do is sign up for one hour Skype coaching call. We will do the call. And if after the call you decide that you like the way I coach, you like my approach to day game, and you think that working with me is the best option for you, then the money you paid for the Skype coaching call will be as a partial payment for the infield coaching. So basically, you get the Skype call for free if you decide to sign up for infield coaching afterwards. To sign up for the call, simply send me an email to robert at strobert.blog or if you are on our Telegram, Church, uh, game church group chat just send me a private message there and we will figure everything out well with all this being said let's get down to the interview with mario guten morgen my dear church boys and uh, say hello to mario we're sitting in a lovely park in the center of budapest hungary where we have been for the last few days exploring how this city is for day game, which we will maybe talk a little bit about in the end of the podcast. I'm having my morning coffee and Mario just had his morning cigarette. It's uh, 9 a.m. We're barely awake after Mario's yesterday's uh, lovely adventure of how he didn't let me go to sleep because I had to listen to him banging this Serbian chick in the room next to mine. So, how do you feel? Feels good, actually. So what we'll do today is we'll actually talk about Mario's story because I've been working with Mario for, for what? How long have I been, have I been coaching? Like six months or something? No, so, less. Since like, March? Since March. We didn't have a call before our first no, input session, right? We did, we did, actually. We did, okay, so we'll, we'll go over that. But, but the interesting thing is Mario is a guy who used to work at nightclubs and used to get laid a lot from, with, with chicks from nightclubs. But then he wasn't 25 anymore. How old are you? 
right now. Yeah. I'm over 30. Over 30. Let's say you're between 30 and 40. So like mid, mid, mid 30s. And uh, he realized it's not that easy anymore to get laid from clubs or you have to go to clubs. And I assume you don't go to clubs that much anymore. It's very rare. And he wanted to get laid through day game. And uh, it was very tough for, for him. And uh, we, we have been working for several months. And uh, the story isn't interesting because he finally got laid. That's, that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is this is a perfect example of gradual learning how he became better step by step by step. And uh, it was very interesting for me to witness it and, and be be next to him during this journey. I think let's start from the beginning. What's what's your what's your shortly background with girls before day game? Uh, I think I would say yeah. I started to work in clubs quite early, so I was always lucky to see the older guys. How we were kind of gaming, you know, the things they were doing. Uh, most important, I was seeing the behavior. So I guess you would call it this alpha behavior nowadays, but in reality, they were just like uh, the soul of the party. You know, in clubs, everything is flashy, it's noisy. So they were always being able to get the attention of people and keep it until they were able to isolate and then, you know, full throttle. Yeah. Uh, what you said, I remember you worked in clubs, but I, I don't remember what you did. Uh, promotion. Promotion. So I was so letting people through the door. I was selling them the tables, uh, drinks, overpriced drinks most of the times. So you were a little scum bitch. Yeah. Scam, scam girl. Well, scam boy, scam boy Mario. A girl has to do anything to saving survive. Prin saving princesses and fucking up the other competition by milking their money. That's the name of the game. And um, how many lays did you have approximately before you discovered day game? Because you had a lot. I mean, you were really successful with chicks before we met. Yeah, I don't know if it was for game or for the looks or the status, but I think it, it's a very high count. Is it three digits or like 50? Yeah, three digits. Three, three digits. But the thing is, Mario is a really, really good-looking guy. He's ripped, uh, has a six-pack, uh, has... Uh, well, okay, that's now the back... But, like, you had a status as this guy who was the promoter of the club. Uh, you were kind of taking care of everyone. So it was a bit of a status game. It was a bit of a good-looks game and, and learning to be the loud and, 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 and ex... ex uh, whatever. Yeah, the loud guy. How did you discover, how, when, why did you decide to learn day game? I mean, you were doing good, what happened? Hmm. Guess I started to feel old. No, the reality is like, uh, um, working in clubs is like being a professional athlete. You have certain years when you are at your prime, but then the drinking, the sleeping, the very few hours of sleeping, the smoking, the kind of lifestyle starts to wear on you quite fast. So after six years doing that, uh, I was like, look, I don't think this is my career anymore. You know, I was also growing up. So there were other things I wanted to do. And 
people think, oh, you're such a fancy and nice job. But in reality, it's just like one of the worst uh, sales jobs because you just sell dreams and hopes. So why, what happened with delays? So how did you get from banging club checks to, to realizing you need day game in your life? Uh, I started to think, look, if I don't want to do, go to clubs, you know, what I want to do? Well, I want to have a kind of lifestyle that fits my actual needs. And I don't want to make 6 a.m. anymore and those kind of things. So I started to realize, okay, uh, let's reverse engineer the process. Uh, how people uh, uh, actually get to know each other. So it's from work, social media, uh, or where I come from, a lot from the beach during the day. That's where you see a lot of, you know, hookups. And I was like, okay, so it's possible to meet girls during the day. Okay. And uh, I, we actually, when we were getting the coffee, you, uh, we realized I don't remember how we, how we met. So mm. do you remember how we met? Because I don't. Yeah, I heard your interview on somebody else's podcast. Okay, on Tom's. Uh, uh, well, I'm not going to make names, but I'm pretty on sure Tom's people. Tom podcast. <laughs> okay, thank you. The guy who I, I learned everything I know from Tom Torero's podcast and, and, and books. And, and if you're a guy who wants to learn on his own and have a lot of time to dedicate and don't want to spend any money, then that's the guy to whose material you should listen to. Hmm. That's the only material I promote. Okay. With... with fully supporting it. The interview was quite good. Then, of course, I realized you had the podcast as well. Uh, I started to listen to the things that you said, and it sounded, you know, quite solid. Uh, then, of course, I was interested. I'm a big believer in uh, perpetual learning. And when you have a ceiling of achievement, you need a coach. Is it in, I don't know, weightlifting or sales or whatever you know you need somebody that actually tell you look you're doing this wrong this is the correct technique go and execute now while i watch you okay so that's how you decided and, and when did we when when did you get in contact with me because i have no recollection of that i think it was uh new year it was this year at the beginning of the year i was uh, probably in prague no, you were in the U.S. Oh, yeah, that's, then it's late January, yeah. February, something like that. You were in the U.S. when we decided, look, I'm going to, to Prague, so let's meet in Prague, you know. And, and yeah. Oh, yes, you were the last guy to sign up and I basically had a few days here and there and we really had to stitch it together so that I could coach everyone I had scheduled in Prague. It was really complicated. Okay, now I remember, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, before that, I sent you some recordings to prepare myself and like, okay, so I think I know the model. Uh, let's hear what you have to say about this so I can work on this while I come there. And probably is also the way I learn things. It's one piece at a time. Yes. So I can reflect on my mistakes, think why I do these mistakes and, and progress further. So we did a Skype call, uh, we spoke about that, uh, then we met in Prague in 
That's mid, when the meeting started. Mid-March, I think, mid to late March. We, oh no, early March we met in Prague. Yeah, I, I went to Prague late February from New York. And we got down to some day game action. What, what did you, what was the, can you tell more about what we did in the streets and, and how was that? And mm. what was the first, what, what's the like the brightest memory or the brightest aha moment you had? Uh, during those days. Oh, you told me stop being uh, a dancing monkey, something like yeah, that. Yeah, because you had the <laughs> sick player vibe. You were doing all the player moves and, and like you were doing the cheesy player stuff. That, uh, to be honest, like many, many, many day gamers, they do the cheesy player stuff. That, that's how guys view game. Uh, they use all the lines and then they are stereotypical players. Okay, so how how were those three days? Three days. Uh, how did you see your game change in in the three days we spent together? Mm, a lot. I think I showed up with a semi decent game because I was able to stop. I wasn't suffering from major approach anxiety. But uh, I mean, you're very geeky on technical details. I was like, no, you have to do this. No, when you say that, just slow down. Um, I've seen a lot of improvement from there because also I always felt the sets how I was running them. I was carrying 99% of the weight. Yes. So that burden starts to get lighter. And of course, you know, if you're no longer in your 20s, energy kind of becomes a, a resource. Yeah. So. The thing was you were very playery. Uh, at the same time, you were very scared. Uh, you could open, but you would expect them to leave the set. You would expect the chicks to eject, to reject you. You would ex like you. You were like scared on a deeper level. You kind of were gaming, but were expecting to fail. That was the feeling I had back then, and it, it, it was kind of when we first started here as well. On the first day, I told you, dude, like, did you expect her to stop? Like she stopped, but then like she didn't give you much and it didn't persist and it was the same back then and that was the first thing you have to overcome. You had to become way more technical, you had to stop a lot of the player bullshit. And But I remember your journey during those three days was very tough. Like it was tough for you because for you it was very hard to improve. You had to unlearn that player shit and, and I don't know what was the reason you were, you had the deep fear, but you had it and that was I think the biggest thing you had to overcome was it was like went hand in hand as strange as it sounds the, like the the expectations of failing and at the same being at the same time being this crazy player which is like two kind of overcompensation perhaps yeah like something was it was so so what happened after the three days oh so I went back to Riga Mm, lucky and you. <laughs> I, uh, the, the basically, COVID started in uh, when they had first cases of COVID. Then, oh, that's when you, I think you saw me open that really hot Russian two set that lived in Prague. Uh, yeah, it was like evening-ish. I think it was with you, maybe it wasn't. And on, on, on the next day, they closed the schools, they closed everything. And one day after they closed everything in Prague, I went back to Latvia and a day after that they closed everything in Latvia. So mm. COVID was fully on. What happened to you? Well, not only the schools were closed, but also the airport. So let's say 
had an interesting hangover, you know. But you, you could have went back to, you had an option to go back, but it, you would have had a mandatory two-week quarantine, and you made a con conscious, it was a decision to stay in Prague. Well, I made... Ah, fuck, we used... I'll edit yeah, it later. Okay. Chief? So you could have went back to the country you were living in, but you chose to stay in Prague mm -hmm. in lockdown. How was? Uh, I think that was the biggest thing that hurt your progress in game, because we've spent three days together. Now you kind of have the pretty good basics, and you could. By the way, during those three days, did you get any dates or or not? I don't remember. I think you got some dates. Uh, well, actually, I went on two dates. Uh, no, was one, one was a date and one was an Insta date. I managed to pull both back at home, you know, start to undress, you know, the usual moves. And they all snapped back to reality. Yeah. And they were like, oh, sorry, gotta go. Well, that's the thing about the lay yesterday. Because uh, I told you, like, after your lay yesterday, when we were talking, having a beer, having a Corona in our kitchen, I told you that what you did was very, very risky. And in many cases, chicks will stand up and leave if you do that. So that, that's still something you should, you should consider, I think, and then escalate slower once you're back in, in the apartment. Mm. So you did get a few dates and a few pulls during the coaching. What happened uh, during the lockdown? How did your game improve or? Oh man, still get uh, <laughs> stress out PTSD. of PTSD. Yeah, still get flashbacks. Because everything, it was like the first month, it was like full fear mode, panic attack for everyone. And I was in, in a building where it was just Airbnbs. And the whole building, like five floors, completely empty. So I couldn't see human beings, women. I was going out to buy groceries. Everyone was like almost in a biohazard suit. So uh, human touch, let's say, was very minimal. And you kind of go cast away, you know, you're just like you and Wilson, so. Yeah, and what happened with day game sets? When, did, when could you get back to doing some sets? How, how much time passed? Uh, they, they started to lift restrictions, but you had to wear a mask in public and people were still a little bit scared, you know, especially when you approach that you get very near and you both have masks, so you barely hear anything but after that they removed the restriction outside and i was like okay we gotta do it but the funny thing it was uh i got massive approach anxiety you remember i wrote you like dude i don't know where this comes from yeah you couldn't do a single set that oh, was man. hilarious oh man it was walking two hours watching girls passing by and i'm like go 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 oh you know so that was like okay what that, helped what helped you do the first set? Baby steps. Baby so steps. I started to write in my diary, I journal, like, can I make someone's day? So I was basically doing a hit and runs. Going to someone like, hey, excuse me, I just want to say, you look great, have a fantastic day, and yeah. flee. Yeah, that's a great approach to start. So I started to do one, two, three, four, five. When I started to do five for three days straight, I was like, okay, let's run the game because I also used the period to refresh the um, technical steps of what you should do. Open, pre-opener, complement, stack, double stack, etc. etc. So and then 
kind of thing, all the coaching kicked back in. So I was doing 25 sets easily. Well, before you were doing 25 sets, uh, you said, I, I said I am going to, I think I said I'm going to Budapest or something like that. And, and you said, hey, let's do coaching one more time. Let's do three more days. Mm -hmm. And I told you, okay. Uh, but since this is a repeat thing, you get like the old price, blah, blah, blah. But there is a rule that you have to do 25 sets a week until mm. we meet. Like you have to do that on your own because if we came if we came here and, and you wouldn't be doing 25 sets a week, then that, that's, what, that's what I do now. Like right now when I coach someone, if we have time to prepare, I, I, I have this uh, program, 25 sets, where I help guys to get to 25 sets in a, in a week, even from if they haven't done any sets. Mm -hmm. I give the program for free for anyone who signs up for infield coaching because it's really important that guys kind of have done something before we meet. It, mm -hmm. it, just, it just helps them a lot. And, yeah. and that was the rule. I said, yeah, we can do that, but you will have to do the sets on your own because otherwise we'll be wasting time. Yeah, and you got to 25 sets in a few weeks. Uh, before we met here, you had done 25 sets for like three weeks, right? Something like that. No, actually six. Six weeks. Oh, that's a lot. That's good. Uh, how did you do doing those six weeks doing 25 sets a week? Oof. That's 150 sets. <laughs> Man, the first ones. Uh, if you remember, I posted. The, I'm a little bit geek as well. I am a huge believer in KPIs, so I was measuring, you know, all the reactions. Uh, not in the proper way, but you know, keep it simple so you can still do it. Um, at the beginning, it was a disaster. Like you know, it's quite hard to get harsh blowouts in Prague, and I was getting. I remember I had a 13 blowout streak, and I was like, okay, this is the universe telling you something, son. And all of a sudden, I was like, look, what I'm doing wrong. I'm approaching without balls for example so i was starting to open more strong did i send you the podcast what day game is all about and why everyone sucks at it no but about, like, i remember showing your balls to the world no but i remember that at the end of the day yeah i mean if you open very weak what do you expect to happen yeah, yeah. i mean i believe in masculinity not in the toxic one but in masculinity in general you know and i'm like look if you show up weakness from the get-go how is it gonna go later so get strong open better and then i started to get more positive reactions of the open but that's where the real fun starts you know the real stacking and i was like uh, 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 mm, i'm running out of things to say crap so <laughs> so any dates any success because you that's the, that's the thing yeah because you had some dates so tell the stories oh, about man. your dates in in prague during this time uh, you had two near misses when we did the coaching and then uh -huh. you had a few more yep a total of five and i was like scratching my head like what i'm doing wrong I mean, so uh, can you go over them one by one just so that uh, i know what was the progression and, and guys can hear what was the progression from one to the next to the next mm. Well, uh, I lost some numbers because of very poor texting and you've seen some of the texting that I do and that was very valuable, like what is the meat of the conversation? Hey, but, let's, let's touch upon texting a little bit. What was the missing part in texting? Because you had, you had the courses from daygamecourses.com, you, you had watched the texting basics, texting advanced several times. Mm. Uh, so what was the missing part? Why did you 
what was the missing information? Why did you keep sending like those texts about nothing and conversation about nothing? Because, well, yeah, except for the technical rules, you know, like uh, one third of the time and all yeah, those yeah, kind yeah. of things. It was just like how you progress to date request. Because, for example, in set, I understood what, we, what is the purpose of a stack. Yes. You know, to get a topic and start to have a normal conversation between two adults on a topic. But uh, on text, I was like, I was doing pretty much all the mistakes, like become a texting buddy, uh, sending cheesy player lines. Yes, a lot of those. I saw a lot of those. Oops. <laughs> and there was a lot of conversation about nothing and like a little leading in conversation. So you send a funny ping, she responded, then you kept talking about that funny hee-hee but nothing thing. It was like an attraction material. There was like mm. no real conversation and that's what a lot of guys do in sets. Um, they fuck up sets really bad because there is, they don't lead the set. Let's say mm. you open the chick here who was living with some day gamers and like she completely took over the conversation. Oh, so you do this all the time. Oh, I live with two guys who game and, and she knew the terminology. She understands what's yeah, going that on. Was, was so and like weird. she was leading all of the fucking set and, and you never really took over. You never, you never took the lead. And, and that's the thing with texting as well. It was like, there, there kind of was some texting going on, but it's like you weren't leading uh, to a new ping, to a new topic, to a date request, and, and mm -hmm. that was, uh, yeah. So, okay, you had to improve your texting. What else uh, What else happened? What was the progression from that to three more? Well, from there, it was running the date. So, I guess I made also mistakes. I'm, I was thinking I was leading quite well, you know, let's go here, let's do this, meet me here. Oh, I'm 20 minutes late. Ah, okay, I'll see you directly at this place. So, uh, on that part, I felt I was good. But then, uh, um, I was doing the classic mistake of becoming overtly sexual too much. Yes, it's a big one. Uh, sexual, uh, you know, question game become su super sexual from yeah, the how, how deep can you deep throat, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> so... The, the classic stuff. I wasn't afraid to hey, hey, escalate. Want to hear a funny story about a uh, about question game? Should it? So my first uh, ever threesome. We are at my place with my girlfriend, and it was years ago. And another chick we got from Tinder. And we were playing question game with this other chick. And I used to play question game for like many many questions years back. Mm. That was my way of escalating and I went from regular questions to like really really crazy questions and my, my last question was always from 1 to 10 how wet are you? Ah yeah. <laughs> and if it's 8 or more you just go take your pants off and fuck her. So we were at my place and I asked this chick from 1 to 10 how wet are you and she's like I don't know why don't you check? <laughs> okay. So I'll, yeah. Yes I'll check your pipes. Uh, that's all. The first threesome happened if it did or was that the time when it didn't I don't remember whatever but yeah so you were making the mistake of being over overtly sexual and text mm -hmm. uh, on questions game or um, spending too much time in venue one uh, bad venue two selection you know that's and probably is the thing that hurt me most because uh, it was entirely on me you know you can always have 30 minutes in checking the venues you just don't rely on Google Maps, let's that, say. That's the shit that happened here as well on, on the day one of coaching. I think it was day one. 
day two of coaching, you open this Hungarian chick and you have to go on a night date, like shit, we have, and that's something like we both didn't do. Oops. <laughs> so partially my responsibility, we haven't, like as the first thing you do before coaching is you find your venues, you know where you're gonna take checks, you, you know your backup venues. And that was still a problem actually on day two of coaching, but we'll get back to that. So yeah, you didn't do your homework, uh, what, what else? Uh, so how did those dates go? So you had, uh, Three more near misses, right? Mm -hmm. So, was did you? And how? From how many dates was that? No, oh, all, all three, three dates, days, and yeah. you, you pulled all three of them. Yeah. Okay. And so I was, I, w I think I was sitting quite well because I had the story. Look, I have a garden, I have a bunch of Corona in the fridge. Always have Corona in the fridge, you know. Because, and let's have a beer in the garden. I live very near. Just take her hand and and pull and lead but then from the garden downstairs to three stairs up that's where would you say okay let's go upstairs to watch a movie and i think the mistake was also there that uh you know kissing escalating quite fast hands everywhere yes and i think was the mistake because all the sudden like no no no, i'm not coming upstairs yeah you only escalate when you're ready to fuck unless you're fucking in the garden yeah, that could have been a possibility <laughs> Okay, um, anything else that guys should know about your time in Prague? I had a lovely time and I was also able to see a lot of other players. And I think... Hey, uh, so let's talk about other players in Prague. Mm. Prague being an overworld game city. Mm. Would you go back to Prague? Because well, we spoke about this. Mm. So how do you view Prague as a city for learning their game? I think it's actually very good because even if you have very shitty stops, uh, girls most of the times will stop to listen what you have to say. They will perhaps, excuse me, I'm in a rush, I have to go, or oh, I have a boyfriend, uh, I'm not interested, you know. But I mean, compared to other cities where you're just like <laughs> completely set aside and like get off my way, yes, it's, it's actually very good to learning. Uh, without tourists, um, I think it's a little bit rougher because yes. you don't have the solo travelers. I mean, in this period, you don't have much of them. But that's definitely a, a good city where you start. But after a while, you, it just grows on you and like, look, I just need to go somewhere else. You know, so. I still think in Europe, Prague, if you were uh, someone who wants to learn on his own without coaching, then I think Prague is the go-to place in Europe. I think I still, Like if you do it without a coach, Prague is a go-to place. If you want to learn in Prague with a coach, uh, it's not going to be me. Call St. Robert. No, don't do that. I, I don't want to coach in Prague anymore. I've coached there too much and I'm tired of the city. I don't want to go back there at least. For a, for a long time, I don't want to do any sets in Prague for myself. I'm just game there too much, and I have several. Yeah, I have many. I have many lays from Prague actually, quite quite a lot. So, mm. um, so you still think it's good for learning and uh, middle uh, to a semi uh, intermediate? Uh, yes. Yes, I think it's an incredible place because of the amount of tourists, because of uh, Pricing is a cheap place. There's very many Russians and Ukrainians and 
people from people from all over the world. It's one of the most popular tourist destinations in Europe. So that's I think an incredible it's city. Top five. There is London, Paris, Rome, Prague. So for a city that big, being in the top five tourist destinations, it's just like ton of volume. Usually. Yeah. So now we jump from Prague to this lovely city of mm. Hungary, Budapest. What? Uh, I, I, if I recall correctly, you actually did your first day game set scare? Yeah, three years ago. Yeah, hmm. That was before I started gaming. Well, not really. Like I had taken, really? done, I had done some sets. Uh, I had done some sets and had a few lays, uh, but then I got in a relationship, and oh. and then after that relationship, I really said, okay, I'm going to be single, and I started day gaming hardcore and spending all day every day. <laughs> Doing sets, doing dates, consuming content, learning, thinking. The power of dedication. Yeah, it was, I was crazy. I was out every day, several sessions a day. Yeah. So, um, what, are, what were your first impressions of game in the city? This time or three years ago? No, no, now, right now. Um, it's very interesting. Uh, I still need to crack the volume code. Meaning... Uh, well, we have to know the date, but we kind of have cracked where to be at what times right now. Yeah, I think I Pretty, have a good, We, I we have, have a really good, good feeling. Yeah, yeah. We have a really good feeling where to be at what times. It's different than other countries. Hmm. Here it's definitely different uh, because the city part where the offices are is different from the city part where shopping, uh, where, where the shopping street is. So mm. you have to know where... And like, there are a few main uh, pedestrian areas where people go from like metro to somewhere. Like, you just have to understand those areas and where to be at what time, and it's it's very different from from any from from all the cities I've day gamed in. Yeah, it's quite different. For example, Prague, you know, where all the offices are. So you go out at twelve, uh, and there is the lunch break time, or people have late classes at the uni. So you get the the feeling going quite well. Here, it's it's definitely different. Also, it's, the period is different from winter. So. So, how, was, how, how were the first sets here? The first five were quite awful, to be honest. Well, it's, yeah. It was also stressed with the microphone thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, some dude listening to your sets and like, you have, and this is, by the way, a very common thing. Very often when I coach guys, like at one point, I realized that in the community, there are guys who like, I've always idolized some people, but then I realized some people idolize me. And it was really kind of weird for me. <laughs> and then when you, it was, it's still weird sometimes. Pretty like, same role. No, no, it's, it's really weird when it <laughs> happens. Uh, but the, the, how it fucks up the coaching, so it doesn't fuck up, but it's like in the beginning, it's like a, the first session, they, they want to perform well so that I would think their, they, their game is good. And like, dude, don't worry about it. My job is to help you fix your game. You don't have to perform. I mean, your game probably is shit, and my job is to help you fix it. So let's drop the stress and then... Uh, Oops, get discharged. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's what happened on the first day. You wanted to perform well, but the first set were, first five sets were shit, but then it kind of took off. You got some numbers, you got some Instagrams. Mm -hmm. What do you think about quality of, of women here? It's interesting. There's definitely my type. Um, I still have to see the standards, you know, the super tall Russian catwalk model type. Yeah, it's different. There's a different type. They have, uh, like, they have a lot of like 
It's a little sevens. bit mixed. They have a lot of sixes, but like a different mm. of not. Uh, let's okay, let's not do numbers. But they have a lot of beautiful chicks here that are like they're beautiful, but they're not hot. A lot yeah. of that. Yeah. But then they have like it depends on your type. For my type, there is a lot of my type. Mm. Very tiny. Uh, petite. Yeah, petite uh, with with. Uh, tits and with asses and this is definitely my type uh how how do you feel how open are they to day game oh that's an interesting thing because they're definitely open because i don't think i ever got a harsh blown out so far i don't know if, i mean they're interested when you stop them and it's so funny that they always say oh you're the third guy that comes talk to me today yeah <laughs> So there are definitely guys, uh, but I don't think it's necessarily day gamers. There are day gamers. I, I, I've seen day gamers, even though like there there mm. are no tourists. But I know there is local community and, and shit going on. Uh, there are definitely day gamers, but the culture here is people are going out, people are partying, mm. and in the evenings you can see the group of chicks out, group of guys out. You can see those group of guys trying to pick up those chicks, and like this is the culture here is very outgoing. They're like partying. Mm. At the same time, they're used to sex tourists. They're yeah. used to stack parties from UK and other countries. And you can kind of feel that sometimes you open a chick and he's like, no, no. I don't speak English. I mean, no. And you realize that she's been open. She's seen day games, like not her first, not her first rodeo. And she knows the spiel. Yeah. So, so what else can you say about how they reacted to day game? I would say still quite well, you know, even if they've been open. And like you said, I don't think it's necessarily day game guys because it's an outgoing culture. So people speak to each other. You see even in bars, you know, in the local brewers, they have this big table. So they assume that people will socialize, yeah. you know. Uh, I think the reaction is still well. Of course, you need to know what you're doing because otherwise it doesn't matter where you are. Of course, not as hard as the certain cities in uh, in Europe, but it's not. Uh, it, it, it's quite a good place. Actually. Would you call it a pussy paradise? Definitely not. I would never like. This is a place I would not call it because uh, uh, yesterday, with your same day delay, you were the third guy who opened her. And what did she tell you? Tell the story about the other guys. Oh, and yeah. why she reacted differently towards you. Yeah, I asked her, so if I was the third guy, what would make you stay and listen to me? I was like, oh, you weren't giving me the creepy vibes. And, you know, you were interesting in the things that you were saying. So I wanted to, to stay there and speak. Yeah, because most day gamers that I meet, and, and when I coach guys, even when they have experience, uh, Guys either have, like most day gamers, almost all day gamers have either bad game, unless they are already proven track record of getting laid with a good open to lay ratio, they have either bad game, and that means giving the weird vibes, or they are really creepy. Like, because they they have those player vibes, they, they don't know how to lead the conversation, they are kind of shy, or... Like, those are things that have to be fixed, and when you fix, those are many, many, many small nuanced things in sets, and when you fix them, all of a sudden, it doesn't matter how often she has been open before. So I think the idea with this city is if you are a new day gamer and you want to come here and get laid uh, on your own, this is not a city to go to. No, definitely uh, But if you are not just experienced, if you are really, really good, 
then yes, this is a city to go to. And mm. this is a, I think this is a very good city for coaching. Yes. Because the quality is good, the, the quantity is good, uh, it's cheap, there are so many bars, the oh. Airbnbs aren't that expensive, flights are cheap. and That's amazing. But it's not, I, I don't think it's good for, for if you do it on your own, but it's good for coaching. For going on your own, Prague is much, much better in my opinion. Mm. Even a place like Kiev is, is much better than, than this place. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so, we met on we met here. You did the first day. On second day, what happened? Tell about the I date with the Hungarian chick. Uh, I was, you know, running down the street, and I see this very tall. Uh, that's also my type. I really like girls with long legs. Uh, if they have big, <laughs> big booty, it's even better. Oh, she had a huge booty. Yeah, I was like, mm. so just, you know, front stop say the spiel and you start to have the classic checklist okay no job nothing to do nowhere to go no no meetings nothing scheduled let's go for an idea yeah, i showed you, know? you like go for a coffee yeah. <laughs> i thought honestly but by the way you held your end i thought it was beer time i was like oh, that's a little bit early perhaps <laughs> That just means go for an idea, go for a drink. Yeah, that, I picked it up and I said, okay, let's go, let's have a, a coffee, you know. And the idea, yeah, was to do a tree venue model. And then uh, we started to have wine uh, too, yeah. Well, yeah, you went for the first uh, place for a coffee just to, to, to see. And, and she immediately told, when you said, let's go for a coffee, she said, yeah, you have to know I have a boyfriend. Yeah, but I felt I couldn't understand whether it was like yeah, yeah, but this is friendly because it wasn't. The set was good. She was on. She was investing, so mm -hmm. it was on. And I think it was like just so that you know. And that was why I told you to change venues mm -hmm. and to lead just to see how compliant she was. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I loved how in the first uh, <laughs> in the in the in the idate venue you were saying, oh, I have this friend. His name is Robert. Because we were talking about coffee in the in the morning and exploring uh, exploring places to go for good coffee in Budapest, and and I sent you this video with like top ten places in in Budapest, and you say to the chick, "Oh, I have this French Robert. He's really geeky, geeky about coffee." He sent me this stupid video about like he always chooses the dumbest coffee in dumbest places, and like you, you are saying that and you're looking at me with a huge grin in your face because I'm behind your back listening to all the date. That was fun. And yeah, then I said lead, uh, see whether she's compliant and you went for uh, wine. Mm. You went for wine. Yeah. What mm. was the mistake you did there? I took a bottle. You took a bottle, yeah, because uh, never take a bottle in the first venue because that means it's going to be a very long first venue maybe second venue if you want to get a bottle that's fine especially in place like uh, Budapest where it's cheap uh, and she got she got pretty tipsy fast I sent you a message don't get her drunk she cannot hold her alcohol <laughs> yeah plus I don't like when someone oh you know a little bit of uh, alcohol is fine but when someone starts to wee. but you were drunk you were drunk me, myself? Yeah, you said that, oh, dude, I'm, I'm pretty drunk. All right, well, because I had to take over the bottle, so... Yeah. <laughs> it was 80% me. So you did the first venue, and again, we couldn't really... She, you, uh, 
you did some very nice uh, verbal escalation, you did the question game, you did some nice physical escalation, like uh, hand sizes, which it didn't go for in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Went for it afterwards, you did that, what was the thing with the thumbs? The thumb, thumb wrestling wrestle. match. Thumb wrestling, yeah, that was, that was actually really good. You had some really, really nice uh, physical escalation moves and um, at that point I wasn't sure whether you should go for one more venue or should try to seed in pool. And I thought it's always safer to do an extra venue because mm. that would have been really fast. It was like one and a, a bit more than one hour into a date, like one hour, 20 minutes. It was a bit too fast. So we agreed that you should go for one more venue. Yeah, and you went exploring. Yeah, because we didn't have the venues figured <laughs> out. It's like, okay, and you said, I don't know where to go, but I'm getting cigarettes, I'm going for one more venue. And I said, okay, I'll find a venue. And I, I, I fucking ran to, I fucking ran to find a venue. And while we were getting the cigarettes, I found a place, uh, send you a picture, location, go there. And it was really nice with booths and pretty dark and yeah. had wine. And, Amazing and, location. And the problem was in the first venue, I was sitting right next to you guys. So that chick looked at me like seven fucking times and uh, I couldn't go and sit in the second venue because that would have been weird. Mm. And so I was standing outside. Uh, you were doing the venue, you were doing physical escalation. How did she react to physical escalation and everything you did in venue too? She reacted extremely well. You know, all the lights were green, uh, always, you know, Escalating physically, uh, verbal spikes. Uh, she was investing most of the time in the conversation, or even going into deep topics, revealing uh, uh, personal details that you know you just don't say. Hey, you know this happened to me in my life. So I thought all all the boxes were checked. You had the pool. Yep. There were two problems. One. You did not have condoms and you had uh, underwear on your bed. The apartment wasn't ready for pool. Yeah, <laughs> so, let's say the logistics department has to be improved. Yeah, yeah so I went back, I, I cleaned up the room, put the condoms in, uh, in your desk drawer. <laughs> and the second thing, your pool was kind of off. Uh, you, you, you wanted to say, oh, let's, just, let's just go watch some Netflix, which is not a good idea. Yeah. Because that's, that's basically saying, let's go and fuck you. You have to have plausible deniability. You have to. You, you had to improve your seating. The way you speak about seating, about stand-up shows. Mm. You missed uh, an opportunity to say, "I'll show it to you later." Mm. Then you had to do it again. The place was ready. How did you go for the pool? What did you say? I just say, "Well, let's go." And we started walking and say, "But what we're we gonna do? Uh, we'll see." Ah, but did you say you're gonna watch the stand-up show? Yeah, I say, look, it's still early. Let's go watch. Since you haven't seen it, let's go watch it. You know, and then it went, that's when I said, let's go. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fine. If she's on the on the edge, you have to keep walking. You have to just lead and go. Uh, on the way to the apartment. Uh, yeah, that's what also happened? that's when I made a mistake because I was. Uh, thinking about what to do, you know, like, okay, go to the apartment, uh, is, you know, the Wi-Fi working, uh, what I'm doing, and I kept too much silence while, you know, I should yes. have been yes. speaking. So, so the, the, when you pull, you have to tell a long story. Mm. A long story starts somewhere when you're walking, but it ends when you are in the apartment. It has to be a really long story, and like, on the 
before the peak of the story, that's when you go in the doors. It has to be like you're telling this most interesting part of the story and she's like all in the story and shit and she's not thinking about what's happening and, 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 and she just comes in. Mm. And then I hear, I hear the noise. Uh, uh, I, I know that you're opening the doors downstairs, but you send me a message. No pool. Yeah. She didn't come in the door. No, she she would just look at me with uh, uh, these eyes full of desire. But like there was, I could see a conflict, like the angel on the left and devil on the right shoulder. I was like, don't go, go, don't go, go, you know, she was really conflicted, but, you know, that's part of the game. Yeah, and that didn't work out, but the date was good. I mean, uh, you had a few things that I had to coach you through, what with the text I sent you, and, and you definitely improved your text, uh, your, your dating game, because you had a few mistakes you were making, uh, but we worked through them really, really well. I think your dating, uh, you're, like, I think, some of the key things you did on a date improved uh, very much. And then came yesterday. What mm -hmm. happened yesterday? Well, yesterday was a terrible, uh, gray, rainy day. But I was like, I'm still going to do my set. And <laughs> this, was, this is a, a story like, uh, listen to St. Robert, guys. Because I was walking on this big street and you have a couple of these in Budapest where there is like three lanes per side. It's basically a major highway, we could say. It's a urban highway. And with the corner of my eye, I spot this very tall uh, blonde girl. And I'm like, uh, if my eyes notice someone walking that fast on the complete other side of the street, it must be meaning something. So I kind of weaseled out initially, like, yeah, but the traffic, the cars. And that's, you know, when you appeared in the vision, like, don't weasel out, boy. And yeah, I mean, that's what I ask myself sometimes, what a certain person will do in this case. And in, in game, it would be you. So, you know what? I'm gonna run over there. Because what happens when you don't open a hot girl? Uh, you miss uh, these great opportunities. Like in that blog post. <laughs> yeah, that was actually what came to my mind. And I was like, fuck it. Like, can I say that? Yeah, okay. you can say fuck it, cunt, bitch, pussy, uh, okay. squirting. Uh, okay, this is Which uh, comes up later in the story. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, juicy details. Spoiler alert. And yeah, you know, it just started to dodge cars people horn using the the horn at me but i got on there the problem with very leggy girls i mean i'm not short but they definitely walk fast so i had to use a bolt my way to there and that's definitely doing a bit of cardio the gym helps because you don't arrive there and you're lacking oxygen <laughs> to do the stack and yeah I would say perfectly executed front stop. I just squared entirely in front and saved my spiel. After the compliment, that was when the first death sentence came in. Oh, you're the third guy today. I'm like, ah, okay. But then again, I thought it doesn't mean anything because I might be the third, but I am probably the one with the best game. So 
I went all in in the stack. She loved the teas, and from there I just relaxed, lay back, and she started to carry more of the weight of the conversation. Ten minutes later, I said, "Look, gotta go. You gotta go. Uh, let's give me your number, and we'll go for drinks one of these nights." And. And then you know, you for drinks. yeah, I was like, look, should they push or not? And then I'm like, look, I'm not gonna stay here that much. So the purpose here it's to get better. So even if I burn and I'm a little bit reckless, it's not a big deal. So I say, hey, uh, credits and Robert, let's go on a little wine adventure. And I pushed for same day. Well, first of all, because the weather was utter trash, so better to be on a date than getting soaking wet in the streets. Yeah. And um, yeah, she decided. She agreed. She showed up really dolled up. So I was like, okay, maybe this is on. How did the date go? Quite well. Uh, I still went to stupid venue ones that they say don't go there. I'm like, oops. But it was so funny when I told her uh, where to go. Uh, what was the first uh, venue? What did you pick? Uh, just a glass of wine. This time. No, no. Was it the same venue you used on an eye date or? Yeah. Oh, fuck that venue. Yeah, it's uh, a tourist piece of shit place. It was the nearest one I yeah. had. And then, uh, I mean, there were, there were a couple of, uh, it was going well, you know. I went inside to pay and go to the toilet, to see from the window, was a table of guys. One of them all of a sudden turns, you know, the head over the shoulder and makes a comment, something like this. And I'm like, ah, 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 ah. you know, you're walking into dangerous territory, son. And then when I got out, I started to stare at him like with, death eyes and they stopped it right there so I decided you know what let's go Benny 2 uh, Benny 2 unfortunately a brew house that is closed on Sunday I still have to understand how that happens <laughs> and then uh, I had a little bit of a uh, panic attack like oh my god where do I go I don't know any place that is near then all of a sudden I had this uh, when we were walking the day before, I remember seeing this dark place in the bar district uh, that they were selling uh, happy hour wine. I'm like, oh, that's gonna work. So just kept talking. I didn't do the mistake of the eye date. And we got there. Glasses of wine were quite cheap, so quite glad of that. Yeah. So escalating questions game. Uh, and on the questions game, it was just like, boom, that's on. How did it go? It was quite well because after the third question, she started escalating me. Mm. So I was like, okay, don't don't get too excited, son. How did she start escalating you on oh, the questions game? Uh, we, you know, started with the body parts. So I always like to ask, what is your favorite body part? And <laughs> <laughs> That's her, her answer, kinda. Let's not let's not say that. But her answer, kinda. What was uh, her answer? You can say that. Nah, I'm I'm a, I'm a good church boy. This is an 18 plus podcast. <laughs> I always mark it as explicit when I publish it on the platform. Good for that, you know. But let uh, let's say it was a very intimate part. Very wet. 
yeah. moist, very moist and warm part yeah. where we all like to be. <laughs> yeah, where we come from, and we spend all our life trying to get back in, you know. <laughs> so okay. I was like, okay, don't, don't put on your poker face on. Let's not uh, be judgmental, kind of. Also because it's it's wrong to judge people on, based on that. So uh, I never try to do it. Uh, uh, sometimes when it happens, and just forget about it. And I kept okay. Let's go with the next question. Yeah, don't react too much, because then it's you fuck up by reacting. You're like, oh, you get excited like a little kid, and she sees that, and you're fucked. Yeah, that 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 is probably the worst thing you could do at that stage. How did you pull? Uh, just started. Uh, well, I started to listen to your advice again. Uh, uh, like seed, seed, and movie. Talk about this. Talk about that. And this time, when she said, "No, I didn't see this movie. I I'd, I'd love to." I was like, oh, we'll watch it later when we finish the glass. Did she chuck the glass immediately or? <laughs> no, but she kind of widened her eyes. Like, what? And what? I know. My favorite like, body part is getting destroyed. Wait, is it alien guy? <laughs> so, finish the wine and say, let's go. And it's so funny because all the um, classical uh, sabotage attempts, you know, but. Now, like, yeah, it's still early, let's go. Oh, but I don't know if I can come. Um, probably it's getting late. I said, yeah, yeah, but it, it's a quick one, you know, don't worry. So just keep pulling, uh, still walking, not really watching behind my back too much, just go, you know. And yeah, we go down the house. This time I, I didn't do the stupid mistake to be uh, silent idiot you still didn't have condoms <laughs> uh, yeah because apparently supermarkets here they're not allowed to sell them which, what 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 is free market you know You're, they're not allowed to sell condoms yeah they don't sell condoms and cigarettes in the supermarket incredible what, what a supermarket has to sell booze so they want yeah. more kids in this country yeah that's a good idea someone has to pay for the pensions you know yeah so you pulled home. Mm -hmm. I send you. I send you a text. Don't rush. On off. Mm -hmm. But when it's on, you know where to put your hand. Mm -hmm. And I'm laying in the bed. I'm watching. Um, I because we had shitty Wi-Fi. I had to stop watching Netflix because I was worried that if I watch Netflix, then maybe your internet connection would be too bad to watch something. Mm -hmm. So the only thing I had on my laptop was Californication season one, and I'm watching that and. Around 25 minutes after I hear you arrive in the apartment, I start uh, hearing, oh yeah, yeah, ah. I start, I start hearing this chick moaning like crazy in the other room. Yeah. And uh, goosebumps all over my body. And I'm just like, yes, I'm proud of this boy. Thanks. Finally. Because uh, you, I think you're like, sometimes when guys come for coaching, some of them, just like there are guys that are very technical by nature and they've explored all the theory before coaching and then once i push them they're gonna get successful really fast and then they go back home and they don't do shit they don't do day game mm. more like a big part a big part of the guys go back home and they stop they don't continue day gaming on their own that's why i try to get guys to do 25 sets 25 sets a week before we start coaching 
uh, to make sure they can actually keep it doing on their own. But uh, you kept doing it on your own. Mm-hmm. And you kept progressing like one small step at a time, mm-hmm. and and that's that's the thing. Like you had you had a very linear progression. And I told you when we arrived here, you're like, oh fuck, I haven't gotten laid for like three months or how much was oh, it? Like man. even more. Dry spell before we met in Prague. Oh, so that's like March. Yeah, since March, since yep. Feb- and mid February, you haven't gotten laid. Yep. And I've already made public that if I don't, if you, you don't get laid, I'm quitting coaching. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, this kind of saved the career. Eh? Uh, I, I told you that uh, I see the linear progression and I see that like your skills are almost there and you are like on the brink of like you're like yeah. on, you just have to step over the edge and like and boom, it's going to happen. And it did. It was very the good thing is uh, it was very technical. She wasn't a yes girl. You had to lose a, use a lot of game uh, and you practiced that with the Hungarian chick day before on, on the I date and you had to use a lot of technical stuff with this chick and that's what I think that's why I think this is very interesting and this is a great story it's a story about technical learning of a game doing it one step at a time overcoming your fears and again and again and again and facing failure when COVID stops you from going out and now you get this crazy Serbian chick and I heard crazy things I heard her I heard a lot of spanking I, I know there was a lot of some face slapping, choking with a belt, spitting in her face, anal fingering <laughs> involved in this lay. Well, let's say there's, you know, another Italian that lives in this city. There is a big inspiration to a lot of Italians. So shout out to Rocco, you know. Oh, Thank- Rocco lives in the city? Yeah. So, Rocco Sifredi yeah. lives here? Yeah, in Budapest. Oh. Uh, I might have a story about him, maybe another time, but let's not go there today. Yeah. Well, um, how confident are you right now about this not being a one-time getting lucky type of thing and your ability to keep going on with day game and being successful, getting better and better? I'm extremely confident and I tell you why. Because this didn't happen because I was doing drunk game in a club where you kind of have, and this were my pre day game 95% of plays, let's say, where you kind of have a feeling of what's working, what structure you need, what kind of skills you have. I know what I have to do, but most important, I know why I have to do it, I know how to do it, or how to manage if I make a minor mistake, how to fix that. And, and yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think I have value and I, I know how to deliver it now. So Tell the analogy, the car analogy. Mm. I love that analogy. Yeah, I always thought that uh, people over-criticize game, especially mainstream media, but game is like the wheels on a car. You know, your own value as a man is the engine. So you can have a huge engine, but if you don't have the right wheels, you're not going to transfer that torque to the ground. Yes. And the car is not going to go. And same is, even if you have the best wheels, so you, you know all the theory, you listen to all the podcasts, you do all the blah, 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 blah. Even blah. if you have game, but, but no value as a, as a guy. Yeah, I mean, if you're a fat, 
back near the, the living in mom's basement guy. I mean, what kind of interesting life you have? Yes. I mean, you, you, you don't mean travel. Both. You don't do any particular hobbies. Uh, that's it's stuff that you need to work on yourself, you know. And I think that's the big dilemma that's going on right now in the in in this dating community or whatever we call it. It's not even dating, but it's there are guys who say you must build value, which is uh, their approach to it is bullshit. But mm. it's true that you have to build value. But their idea is uh, whenever it happens in chat. I basically call those guys out and tell them to right. shut the fuck up. Because whenever it's, oh, just build value, like, lift, and no, 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 no. Well, if you're not going out and doing 25 sets a week, I don't give a fuck about how much you lift, how what your hobbies are, what co-crazy your lifestyle is. Your game is shit. Mm. You're worth nothing in the sexual market value. No one gives a fuck how good your engine is. And then there is the other part of the... And let's look, Manosphere part is like, oh yeah, build value. And the guys, they hate chicks. And you can yeah. you can see a lot, you can hear me calling out guys a lot about texting. Oh, this chick meant this, she meant that. And I called you out in this text, in texting as well. Oh, she, she tested me. And it's like, always assume a chick means something good. Yeah. Because if you assume she's shit testing you because she's a, like, wants to test you and wants to see what she can get from you. It just shows the world that that's the attitude you are used to getting from mm. women. And if you assume she means something positive, something nice, that's the attitude you are used to. That's how I view shit tests. When a girl shits me on a date, I view it I view it as a positive thing unless she does something completely stupid. I view it as a, I view it as a positive uh, flirting type of thing that's very nice. Yeah, I it's like chick's it. game. Yeah, it's, but it's like, it's not, no, it's not even game. It's like, it's just she's a nice fluffy thing that that's what she does she's like oh pretty pinky and I, I love it and the other side is is the other side is the pickup community and that's like uh, that's the wheels type of thing where you and that's how most of the day game kind of works in the world guys know the standard stop they know the standard open the standard stack but when they really have to have a conversation, well, it's pretty tough for them. And yeah, they yeah. have sick game, but, but zero value and yeah. Also because I guess uh, something that helps, it's my vibe. Um, if you kind of go and be a robot and da da da, what I noticed, da 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 da, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's boring. But you need that. Like, uh, uh, if, uh, if, someone, if someone asks me where should you start, should I start with value or game? You should start with game. But uh, you, should, you should learn game. But at the same time, learning game is what helps you build your value as well. Because when you overcome the fear and start mm -hmm. day gaming and you go on a day game trip, you are already, that's, that's what builds up your stories. You, you, you did that trip. You had that experience. You find more interesting ways to talk about your life. You kind of figure out what you like. You start doing some more interesting things, but it starts with uh, it starts with technical game. It starts with going out in field. And then from there, you can, uh, after overcoming the fears, you, you realize you can do a lot more in your yeah. life. Because game is like... It's a metaphor of to life, approaching, approaching girls is like one of the scariest things in the world. And once you do that, the question is, well, if I could do this, what else can I do? And that's, that's when true. guys start changing their lives. I see a lot of guys, when they come for coaching, they see day game as uh, this thing. Let's try this. And if I can do this, then I can probably do a lot more. And, and that's how they view it. 
No, that's completely true. Well, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think you can do game and build your own value. Of course. Uh, let's say, for example, you're traveling, uh, you're doing day game, but at the same time, you visit a lovely city like this one. Uh, you can still lift, you know. Yeah. And, and I, I just laugh so much when people say, oh, you should lift. I like, I think I have a very good looking body. And I don't think, even if I would have a little bit of that bod and that kind of stuff, it wouldn't make any kind of difference. Let's put know? it like that. I know a lot of day gamers that are ripped as fuck, but I'm getting laid way more than they are. <laughs> yeah. And so, so it, what's more important, game or, or value? Well, game is more important, but you start with game and then you build your value. Well, what, what would you like to leave the guys with? What would you like to say to them? No. to end this podcast lift take your vitamins nah just kidding <laughs> um definitely uh this is the second time we are uh, we're working together so i can only recommend it because finally i mean not finally because i don't want to judge all the work we've done so far just because of uh the result of one single episode i think at looking back you know where i was doing the dancing monkey i was running other things to say. I didn't have structure. I think I crossed all the points. So I'm quite proud of myself. I'm quite happy with what we have done. And yeah, just go in the streets, open sets. And if you want to go to the next level, uh, who are you going to call? Not the Ghostbusters, but St. Robert. Well, dude, this has been fun. Uh, thank you for doing this. And uh, I think let's go eat something and let's go do, do some sets. Let's go. Well, I hope after listening to this podcast, you understand why 99% of day gamers that you see on the streets, well, why they aren't getting that much success. They simply haven't put in enough work. They haven't been dedicated enough for today game to really reach their maximum potential and get the results they desire and i'm not uh, exaggerating uh, seriously most uh, day gamers in the world just uh, they they have seen a few videos they kind of understand the concept but they aren't really getting laid because they seriously haven't learned the game haven't done the work they should do and mario is a great example of a guy who did the work kept going out and got successful in day game if you like this episode and you're listening to this on YouTube, then please give it a thumbs up. Or if you're listening to this on uh, Apple Podcasts or any other po podcast platform, please go to the platform and leave this podcast a five-star review. It helps me reach more guys and help more guys become better at day game and learn to meet girls they really, really like. And if you are one of the guys who are who is successful in day game and you have some wings that don't understand, they really have to put in the work, then send them this podcast, let them to listen to Mario's story so that they understand that day game isn't something you learn in a few hours of videos, that you really have to put in a lot of work. And if you decide to go to Budapest, because I will come back to this city and get some infield coaching, then send me an email to robert at saintrobert.blog. Sign up for the Skype call so you can decide whether it is the right option for you.